Welcome to Unapologetic and Free. We are sisters by blood and friends by choice. We're just two sisters born and raised in the same household, currently living in the same state, but in two different cities. We have conversations, we have fun, we talk about things. Sometimes you might feel like you're on a phone conversation with us. We just want you to tune in. We want to hear from you. We want you to know that we are real people. We talk about real issues and have real conversations. We just want to thank our guest today, Erica Singleton. As she mentioned, she is the author of the book, In My Destiny. You can get that book from her website by visiting eklazet.com. In addition to the book, she has a boutique. She sells women and men's clothing. Not only that, check her out for your travel needs. Again, that's eclosetboutique. Boutique. You can find her at eklazet.com. On this episode of Unapologetic and Free, Shar, Lakia, and guests dive into the topic of church hurt. In no way are we intended to bash, put down any specific organization or persons. With that being said, let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello. I am excited about today's topic. Today we are going to be talking about church hurt. Um, I do just want to welcome um, Erica into the conversation. Y'all know Shar already. Y'all know me. But again, we just want to welcome to the conversation and just give her a chance to just um, greet you all. I was talking, so I want to give her that time. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Erica. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Shar. And again, we are excited to just have this conversation. But y'all know what we do. We always like to start with what are you, what are you watching? So we just want to know, Erica, give us one show. It could be a show or a movie that you're currently watching? Um, I, you know what, that's kind of hard because I'm not a big TV person. Um, let's see what my husband watches. He and like- In there with him while he watching it. Yes, sometime. Um, <laughs> gosh, he watches um, Better Call Saul. I heard about that, but I haven't started watching it. Yeah. And I used to watch, and I can't even think of it because that's a spinoff of another show. I want to say it's a spinoff of Breaking Bad or some one of these other shows because I used oh, to- Is it Ozark? It could be Ozark, but I, I had kind of heard about Better Call Saul a long time ago, but I just never got a chance to watch it. So Watch it. Probably yeah, will. I listen in here and there when he's, you know, he's the TV person. I'm, I can do without it. Like it's on now and it's on mute. Do you know what network it comes on where we can try to find it? Um, I don't. Okay. I can well, find out can, though. Look, in the day and age of internet, you can just Google. Better <laughs> call it you want to know. It. Yes, I can definitely find out for you. Oh, all no. right, Darnay, you're up because you always. I am watching a series on Disney plus called big shots and it's with mm. John Stamos and he's a um, basketball coach. So he used to be a basketball coach for college men's college basketball, but because of his temper, he got pretty much like kicked out. And so he ends up coaching, going to an all girl. I want to say it's all girl. Yeah, it is. It's an all girls um, prep school and he becomes the uh, basketball coach. So it's just season one. So yeah, I love my Disney plus. So I actually have a new show that I've been watching and I think I've been watching it on Hulu. So I don't know what network it comes on, but it's called, who do you believe? And it's a true crime or true reality, yes. but it's where they're taking the sides of two people. So let's just say two people had a court case or they have some kind of situation like a marriage or a divorce or, and they, they show you the different sides. So you get to listen to one person's side and how they feel like things went down. And then you get to listen to the other side. And then the whole thing is that you get to be the judge 
to figure out who do you believe? Do you believe this person over here or do you believe that person? And so I'm interested in it is because I'm trying to figure out, like I try to listen to what different people are saying, right? And then I'm like, see, that don't make sense. Or why would, or, you know, you can read people, you can see kind of how they're saying things or when the other side is saying one did this, then they ask the other person. So like, and they'll say, oh, if they said that, then they're a lie. Like that didn't happen. Or it'll be stuff where they found the records and then they'll confront the person and say, okay, well, we found these court records. Um, what do you have to say? And then it's just a way they answer the questions that you're, you're kind of like, mm, but I, I started that. watching that, but I can't, do they tell you who was correct in the end? It's no, who's correct. Okay, it's that's just why a, I stopped watching. Yeah, it's just a, who know. do you believe? That's the thing about it. It's just, who do you believe? Because at the end of the mm. day, it's two sides to every story, right? Right. Yeah. right. They do tell you what the outcome is at the I, end. I want to know what the outcome was. That sounds like they divorced, right? Like one of the shows I watched, it was a husband and a wife. Well, they obviously ended up getting divorced. So they're divorced, but then they might tell you this person, he got to pay alimony or like he's supposed to pay alimony, but he's fighting it. So even though this was like 10 years ago, he's like, oh, I'm gonna keep taking it to court because I refuse to give her a dime, right? So it's <laughs> stuff like that. So it's cool. That's what I've been watching. That sounds interesting. I would like something like that. When yeah, I that's on Hulu. I watched it on Hulu. Mm. Usually that's where I find stuff on Hulu. And then depending on how many seasons, then I'll go to on demand and see if I can find it on demand to see if there's any current episodes. Because sometimes Hulu will get you sucked in and it'll be one season and then they never come back with the second season. You're like, yes. man. Yes. <laughs> Gotta beware of the, of the Hulu trap with the new series. Absolutely. All right. So again, we always like to do that. And so at this time, we're going to go ahead and just jump right into the, to today's topic. It is church hurt. And so we want to start with what is church hurt? We, in, in true fashion of unapologetic and free, the teachers in us always look for the textbook definition of whatever topic we're discussing. So Shar, if you want to go ahead and tell us what is church hurt according to the textbook definition. Okay, so there really wasn't with my research a textbook definition. I mean, I went to Webster, uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary. I even went to Urban Dictionary, but there is no textbook definition of what church hurt is. So when I Googled it, it came up with a pastor who had combed the definition of church hurt 2017 is when he combed it's not didn't make note of his name, but he said the term which refers to pain, sometimes inflicted by religious institutions, a pain that distances suffers from their communities and from God. And I was like, hmm, okay. And then what was so crazy about it in the definition, they had it bolded, the pain sometimes inflicted by religious institutions. And then I like how it says, not like as in I agree or not, but I'm just saying it says a pain that distances sufferers from their community. So it's something that blocks or it's indicate, or it's basically saying it's like, it's distancing you mean it causes you to turn away to go away to distance yourself from that association it if you feel or when you've been church hurt so what do you think about that definition do you think it's spot on or it could be some elaboration added to it i think it's spot on you think it's spot on for some that can be accurate 100 percent. yes and the fact that it really is no textbook definition causes a, a you know, just to make mention of, is this a true term, right? Not that being definition textbook makes something a valid term or not, but again, it makes you wonder where did the term come from? How did it start and why 
is it so common to where you would think that you could just look it up and, and find some kind of definition by now? Because think about how many words and things that people make up that they put in the dictionary, but yet this particular term is still not made its way to any official textbook. What do you think the reasoning is behind that? I think the reason behind it is because it's probably not enough people who are discussing or making it a, a term is not widely known or wide, widely used. So that's probably why it hasn't made its way officially into the dictionary or, or textbook. What do you think, Erica? I agree. I think that is not talked about enough um, to even get to that level of being in a dictionary and things like that. I agree. Okay. Now, yeah. <laughs> what comes to mind for me is, so could we say, because you said, Lakia, oh, where did it even come from? Where did it, would you think that church hurt could be stemmed from how we came up with different denominations? No, because when I think about, good question, when I think about different denominations, I think about the differences in it, meaning there's a group, but church hurt, there's no way to separate, and, and, and again, this is why we're having the conversation, <laughs> to separate the different types of church hurt, maybe. Now, if we get into, if there are different types of church hurt, right, because when you talk about denomination, then the denomination is a type of belief or a type of religion or a type of right but it stems from somewhere meaning the belief right so denomination is another word for belief our belief is this our belief is that and they call it a denomination and again i'm not claiming to be an expert the the blessing and beauty about unapologetic and free is we don't have to be experts we get to so just talk about that's what right <laughs> what it is so again and as always y'all we always say we're always open to the feedback so if you have knowledge if you have information that we're not aware of please share it we're, we're open to it and so I don't know but I definitely agree that church hurt is just not talked about enough and that's why it's not any type of definition or textbook yet but the more and more we hear about it and the more and more it continues, I believe it's just a matter of time before we'll get that black and white definition um, as some type of basis for what is believed to be. Well, church is, I agree with that 100%. And so, and so that brings us into what do we believe that church hurt means? So we know we look for those textbook, right, as a basis, but then we always give our opinions, right? So what do you believe church hurt or what's the definition of church hurt in your opinion Erica um I mean it's kind of basic for me it's more of the fact that um you've been hurt in church of course um for various reasons depending on who that person is and what they went through um and it has to do with of course your sisters and brothers in Christ I think it's what would be considered church hurt in my definition. Great, thank you so much for that. I think about, cause I'm a technical person when I think about things and explaining things. And so when I think about church hurt and what church hurt is for me, I think about the church as a whole, as an organization, right? Like the church, meaning more than one individual within that same church has mistreated me because if I'm feeling hurt, then I feel like I've been mistreated in some way, shape or fashion. So when I think about church hurt, I'm thinking about it again as multiple people within the same organization has mistreated me by way of the way they may have spoken to me. That was not just one or two people, but continual multiple people within that organization that have said things to me. Or when I feel like I've been hurt and I needed something and I went to, again, I'm still talking about the organization itself within mm -hmm. that organization. And I didn't find the help that I needed within that organization by no one, two, three, four, five different individuals. 
A no, lot of times, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you think it's intentionally done or unintentional? That's true. I was going to say it's tricky because it, mm -hmm. it kind of just depends on what the situation is. I do believe to a certain extent that it's a believed behavior, meaning if this is happening okay. in this particular body and multiple people within this body have treated me this way, then again, it, it's not, it can't be assumed that it's not intentional. Well, intentional. It's intentional right. because it's too many of occurrences the of the same behavior with different people. Now, am I saying, because again, I don't know, every situation's different. Um, do I believe that there are pastors that may specifically tell their membership to do or not do or to treat people certain ways? Obviously, there, there has to be, because even employment, even in any situation where there's a group of people, there tends to sometimes be that this is the way we do it and this is the way everybody needs to do it. And it's like that the the rules and the regulations right even if those rules and regulations are not something that you sign and say okay these are the rules and regulations that i'm following but it's a pattern it's, a, it's kind of an unspoken yeah <laughs> unspoken. that's right sure it's unspoken it's um i think a lot of times you know certain people who follow their leaders if they see that their leadership is not dealing with a certain person then they don't you know, even down to speaking, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's an unspoken rule kind of thing. And again, when you have a large group, we know that there's cliques inside of said entities, whether right. you work, whether you at church, whether you, you know, in, you got those sub cliques within the the organization. Organization, that's right. Yeah. So those clicks will start to say, oh no, we're not talking to this person, you know? And it, it, it kind of feels like when we were in school on the playground. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're, you, if you're friends with her, you can't be my friend. Mm. Well, why can't I? When we have different, I have a different relationship with that person than you do, that doesn't mean that you and I can't still have our relationship. That's right. We just know the boundary when it comes to, you know, whatever it is that is hurting the, the person. That person, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You should be able to separate it, you know, and still be kind to that person in regards to whatever the situation is. Right. Sharnay, did you share what your personal opinion is of church hurt? Um. I guess I just pick it's a combination of what you both have said about what church hurt is. It's just somebody who is intentionally or unintentionally inflicting harm towards somebody. So that's my definition of it. All right, so at this time, I wanna move into if anyone has any personal experiences. Now I'm gonna say my disclaimer is that I don't have a lot of personal experience. I've, as we prepared for this episode, which has been in the works for some time, I've searched and I've searched and I've asked myself, like, have I been church hurt or have I felt like at any time throughout my Christian walk, was I church hurt? And when I look at those times when I thought I was church hurt, it was for me, it wasn't really church hurt. It was me that was in sin. It was me that was doing something that I should not have been doing that I knew I should not have been doing. And I was blaming the church for my bad choices, or I was blaming the church for what I believe that they told me or what I believed due to my own choice. Again, it goes back to, it was my own choice to make a decision to choose to follow or to take the guidance or not take the guidance. And so even if, and in those times when I felt like, oh, the pastor told me to do it. And so I did it. I just couldn't for me justify being church hurt by something that yes, this entity told me to do, 
But at the end of the day, I still had that choice and that decision to do it or not do it, regardless of whether the person told me to do it or not. So we wanted to allow this time. And again, this is the disclaimer here too, is there's no church bashing. We're not even mentioning church names, but I, we would like to know if you have any real life experiences of situations that you can share with us to give us a better picture of church hurt. Well, I'll go first. I do. So I was a, I have a situation where uh, many YouTube know and many of our lis listeners know that um, I've just come back to the United States the past year. And so I was living and working over in China. And my husband is not American. So my husband is Nigerian. And so what was best for myself and my husband was for me, for us to be able to be together as husband and wife for, and I was in a position where I could leave the country. I ain't have any young kids. There was no reason why I couldn't. So I decided, okay, what's best for me and my current family is for me to leave. And, and it's always been my dream to want to go and teach overseas. So I went to the organization and, and like, that Sunday before I was getting ready to leave. Um, I don't even want to say that Sunday. I went and let them know what I, my plans were, you know, and the type of person I am, I'm not asking for your permission, but I'm just giving you the respect to let you know, hey, this is what I'm doing. But I, everybody still need prayer regardless of that. I, I still need you to, I want you to pray for me. Okay, no problem. So that my last Sunday at said organization, um, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed in front of the entire congregation on me leaving to go and do what's best for my, my family. And I was, um, I was hurt because I had been, you know, in that organization for some years and I, I can honestly say that I was raised by the members of this organization because prior to them, I was a loss. I was lost. But being there consistently without, I felt like I should have gotten more than what they did to me and in front of. So it, it really gave me an opportunity to, when I left, to say, okay, I'm not mad at God because it wasn't God that did it because the same God that I served in the U.S. was going to be that same God that took me to wherever I was going to be around the world. And then I knew it wasn't God because when I made it to my destination, I immediately got connected to another organization so that's how what made me know that it was I was church hurt by that said church and it didn't cause me to run from God because it said in the definition you know a pain that distances sufferers from their communities and from God but because I made it to the new country I still got connected with a new organization and I was still serving the same God I was over here. So that's my definition. So I don't know if that would be church hurt or church. Well, that's for you. Hurt. I feel like that's for you to, to mm -hmm. feel because I, my follow-up question was going to be, so what really hurt you, what I heard and what the hurt was is that you they embarrassed you. And instead of praying for you and just giving you the blessing of you making the decision to go live abroad and to be with your husband, instead of receiving that blessing, you got the embarrassment of whatever was said in front of the whole church that you felt embarrassed you. That's where the hurt came in at. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. And you equate that to the church hurt because it happened in church. And in your case, it and I don't know if he said this, but I want to clarify. In your case, it came directly from the leaders of said church. Right. In front of the church. Membership. The church membership. Yes. Got it. 
thank you actually for sharing that uh, story and situation with us. It does help me again to get a better understanding of this. And, and, and so thank you for being open and willing and, uh, to share that, that story with us. Well, this is unapologetic and free. <laughs> Ms. Erica, do you have an experience or situation you would oh, like to share? Do I? Yes. <laughs> um, one of the things that Shara said was embarrassed. And I guess I can start from there. I was, um, long story short, I was married to a leader, uh, praise and worship leader of the church. And he had a, an affair with another sister in the church. So of course that's embarrassing because it, you know, came out, it was announced to the church, which I understood that I, I, you know, understood that that needed to be done. I think that in that, in that aspect, that's hurtful already, church hurt, because this is your husband who's the leader of the church. It's announced to the church and it's not only announced to the church, but it's also another sister from the church. So of course that has its own hurt. And then I think most of the pain came afterwards as well. Um, I felt like I was ostracized in a, in a bit from, I don't know, a lot of the ladies I felt like treated me a certain way. I didn't feel like I was embraced, kind of like what Char was saying at uh, a very sensitive time in my life. I, I felt like I was not embraced like I probably would have done. You know, I would have done if it was me in leadership. Um, it was a confusing time and I needed that support. I needed that shoulder. I mean, mm -hmm. I literally fell and I didn't feel like it was not one person that I could go to. And I remember going through the process and thinking, God, I know this is you. I'm not going to turn away from you. Mm -hmm. But it was some hard days, you know, because I'm literally standing up holding, the wall was holding me up a lot of the times. And, you know, so yeah, um, I think that a lot of the membership per se, um, not all, but the majority, I felt mistreated me in their own little way, whether it was sometimes you can mistreat people by not even embracing them if you kind of, you know, just not even just doing what you see the next person's doing, you know, and mm -hmm. not really treating that person how you want to be treated is pretty right. much what I So, um, but I, I did, I, I was hurt by that. And then it was, I think, another thing that hurt me a lot, it was like pouring salt into the wound. And I love these people to, to today. So it's not bashing, but it's just bringing um, awareness. Awareness. Um, a lot of the times it was, the situation was talked about over and over and over, over, you know, pulpit. the pulpit and amongst my, my peers, you know, even in front of my, my youngest at the time in, in one of his classrooms by another student, that means you're at home talking about it. But these are the same people who's not embracing me. So of course, you know, you're aware of what's going on. And it was very obvious that I was hurt you know, and my family was hurt. So I think that for me, I was determined, and, and this is the honest to God truth, I kept telling God in my personal time, I refuse to leave you. I know that this is not of you. I know that this is not you, but that's what the enemy wanted me to do, to turn away mm -hmm. and to hate God and hate people and hate church and all that. But I refused. That was one of my um, declarations you know, to purpose not to turn away from God, mm -hmm. you know, but um, yeah, that in a nutshell, you know, the, the affair and then the aftermath, should I say, how I was treated. I didn't feel safe. Thank so. you. Thank you for sharing again. Yes. This is so good because even as we transition, so this is a great way to transition because we're, we want to talk about church hurt versus people hurt. Yeah. And so far, I feel like the theme has really been more of the church hurt because for me, again, the technical mind that I have is church body equals a body more than one individual versus people hurt 
you can, and, and, and in some cases, I guess it might be parallel, but we'll get to it. But people, it could be just one specific person, but in both of the example, well, in one example, Erica's example, I see the parallel of the church body versus individual people. Charnay, in your case, what I hear is a people because it was a specific, just two individuals, sorry, in that scenario <laughs> <laughs> that could equate it to people. But we're gonna talk about, uh, we wanna transition and talk about, is there, do we think that there is a difference between church hurt versus people hurt? And are we mislabeling and do people mislabel when we lump church hurt and apply that to everybody in the church and leave the church versus if it's a people hurt and it might be something that just needs to be addressed with the person that hurt you and not the church as a body. But before we get into it, I wanna show this clip. Now, we don't own the rights to this clip. That's, that's the verbiage we supposed to be saying. I believe so, we don't own the rights to any of the sound, the audio, or anything in this video. And it's a short clip, but again, we just wanna make mention that we don't own the rights to this video. If I can get it up. <laughs> and all right. See, I was supposed to be ready, y'all. <laughs> and all this stuff popping up. All right. People stay out of the church because they hurt, but they go everywhere else. They've been hurt. I'm going to borrow this one from Bishop Zex. He was talking about it the other day. We always talking about church hurt. I ain't never heard nobody say strip club hurt. You know that girl hurt your feelings when she passed you over and went to somebody else? But somehow we get so hurt at the church that we can't come back here and yet you got hurt at your house and you return every day. You got hurt on your job and you return every day. Can you do me a favor? Stop making God pay for what people did. If the people hurt you, it ought to make you draw closer to God. The last place you need to stop going when you hurt is church. If you stop coming here for people, then you won't leave here because of people. All right. Sorry. Trying to work this. Oh, can I start from, from there? here on out? I will be from here on out. I will be doing showing of any said videos. Look, thank you. Go ahead, Erica. <laughs> So that's an excellent point. I love that clip because it's so true. And I that's pretty much what I was saying that I refuse to turn away from God. But my other declaration was I'm not leaving this church until God's tell me to leave. Okay. I don't care if I had to drag myself in. It was many a days I was in there crying. One thing about it, I made sure that I look good. <laughs> I did. But it was plenty of days that it was very hard for me to walk in there. Um, but I told myself, I refuse because I don't care what went on. I believe that the word was going forth, yes. period. And it always went forth. And I refused to leave there offended. When I finally left, I left because I relocated back home from to Chicago. And I believe that's what God told me to do. I didn't leave there offended. I visited since then. I believe God told me that wasn't my church home or my my but I still have love for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I didn't want to leave there in the fence. And I definitely wasn't leaving, leaving God because of choices, others' choices. And I so understand that because even when I would come home to visit from China, I still went. I made a point to at least attend one Sunday when I came back. So, and so I, I thought that it was fitting in that video, right? Because the point both of y'all made is that you didn't leave God and that you didn't blame God. And again, in these conversations, we bring awareness. That's one of the things I'm grateful that we were able to already bring awareness to is that not turning our backs on God, not right. blaming God, right. not getting mad at God. Because again, 
If it's the church that hurt you, let's deal with that, but don't blame God and walk <clears throat> away from God. And so if again, to our listeners is don't walk away from God, right? Because we want, I mean, God didn't do it. That's and right. right. Deal with those issues and, and just don't, whatever you do, don't walk away from God. And so I'm right. Because what Ty Tripp is saying, no way I can make it without you. <laughs> so, yes, unapologetic and free. But, <laughs> but you know what? You it, is, it just reminds me of you meet people who used to be faithful in church. Mm-hmm. And they got hurt and then they no longer, not only did they leave that church, they left God. And it's like, you know, it's like, no, I'm not saying, you know, I don't know. You have to let God tell you to stay or not, but don't leave him. He didn't do it. He didn't, you know, of course, it's the enemy at the end of the day that causes some of these things. And some of them are our own choices that put us in that position. But you have to wait until he tells you what to do. But that's a mark of maturity. That's a mark of, that's right. as you both know, sonship. Yes. Right? That, that's a mark of that, to know, to be able to distinguish between is it God or is it the enemy? Right. You know, where, where, you know, I don't want to leave God. Where I don't want to go to the alternative. So right. <laughs> that's right. so even in that right so when we talk about people hurt I feel like people have hurt me in the church people have said things to me people have offended me people have but to Erica's point I got over the offense like I didn't let what the person did or said to me caused me to not come to church, right? Caused me to just leave the organization altogether because somebody in the church said something. And I'm going to go a step further and say, because anybody who say this, they lying. If there haven't been times when my own pastor has not said things that I didn't like, nobody's mm-hmm. going to say what you like all the time, right? right? So no, no pastor at any church that I've been to have always said everything thing I like they say things but even in that I didn't let I have not let those things keep me out of that church I've never I can't say I've ever left the church because of something that happened in the church to your point Erica if I left the church is because I moved I relocated right or I left the church because I was in sin right but that's a whole nother issue so people hurt me so church hurt versus people hurt yes people have hurt me but I've been able to continue to go and push past and even when I did get offended I had to allow my relationship with God to deal with me in that offense and either go to that person and say hey or go to God because yes I know the Bible says to go to the person who offended you right and sometimes we don't always go to the person directly who offended us but if we have a relationship with God, right, we can still go to God and say, okay, God, that hurt. They didn't have to say it that way. She didn't have to do that. Or why did this have to be this way? Or I don't understand and let God heal or deal with that. And we're going to get into it. But again, just feeling those differences of church hurt versus people hurt. I like that. You Erica, me. Erica, do you feel like, or can you think of any examples where you could say this would have been a particular person hurt? And, you know, not even in your personal situation, but just to give examples of what person hurt or people hurt is versus church hurt. Huh. Person hurt versus church hurt. Um, hmm. I think that uh, Almost verbally hearing, I heard, well, one person in so many words let me know that, um, how can I say it, that they were on his side. And that wasn't, I think it was hurtful to me because there wasn't even a topic of conversation. It was just out the blue. So it was almost like that was on your heart to tell me when you got a chance to tell me mm-hmm. and I thought that was hurtful personally um when I tell you we wasn't even you know that wasn't we wasn't talking about that it just kind of by the way you know it was just random so that that's people hurt to me yeah it was random 
So when so, people say intentional and hurtful things, and again, I can't say intentional, I can't say people intentionally do it, right? But when people say things that is, that's a people hurt, because that person said something directly to me where there's no other way to say it, except you said this or you did this to me. Do you think sometimes, and have there been times where the people hurt is where we misinterpreted what people say and we get hurt by what people say and do because there was a miscommunication or there was a misinterpretation of what that person said? Absolutely. I think there are times, yes. Not that time that I just mentioned. I think that was very direct. And, but yes, yes. I think it's times that you, especially if you're already offended about something else, it's easy to be offended on and on and on. But um, and I think it is sometimes that people do or say things and you take it the wrong way and it's not intended for you to be hurt, you know, behind it. So, yes. But the people is the church. Yes. The, the, the members, <laughs> That's the right. members are the church. So I, I think it depends on, I think for church hurt, the meaning, I think it depends on what the situation is. Yeah. If that makes sense. So and then it still goes back to then? individual because you can say the person's in the church, but is the person in the church, do they even have any authority in the church for you to say it's church hurt? Okay, so we're so is this is are we saying that church hurt is coming from leadership? No, because again, it could be a click within the church. Yeah. So it doesn't well, again, necessarily have to be the church for more than one person. When I say people hurt, I'm talking about one individual said something or did something to me. I can't lump that in church hurt just because that person goes to the same church I go to. I can't say, and again, this is my opinion. I can't say, oh, I'm church hurt because me and Sharnay go to the same church and she stepped on my foot and she didn't apologize. And so now I'm mad at the church. Okay. Not church hurt. So, no, that's not church hurt. <laughs> so again, so let's say, okay, so a gang is what? A group. Okay, let's say a group. We don't even want a group. A group, what we say is what? Three or more is a group or a group of 10, right? Because we know that when we go to restaurants, if you have anything over eight, they add that gratuity, <laughs> That's right? a good point, Char. I like okay. that. I like where you're going okay. with that. Yeah. So person and people. People is a group. A person is one individual. Okay. I see where you're going to. I like okay. it. I'm tracking. <laughs> so again, church hurt. Are we again saying leadership is the church? I and think yes. Yeah, not me. not all by its, by themselves, but yes. But the influence of the leadership. So yeah, I yes. guess in this conversation, we breaking it down. I feel like that. Yes. That line is when the leadership is involved or have influenced behaviors meaning something they've said or done over the pulpit or out in the open that gives the membership some level of feeling that they too can say and do and treat people a certain way, right? Because yes. we can tiptoe around it all day long. If I see my leader saying and doing something, then mm -hmm. me as the membership might get the impression that this, this is okay is for way. me to say. And if they're expressing their beliefs and opinions about that said situation or said individual, then that's the way I'm supposed to feel too. And so I'm gonna treat said person the way I saw or believe that my leader is treating them. That to me is where that church. Sure, sure. Then to yes. your point about the people hurt, right? It may not even involve the leadership. It may just be that group of individuals that, go to this same church that have this behavior or these characteristics or they continue to do certain things that make it that people hurt because it was to your point more than just one person whether this group got together and ganged up on me or this person's doing it this person's doing it that person before long it turns into a group of people 
are treating me this same way, it, it's people hurt. Yeah. So when um, the clip said, go to church, don't go to church for people. How do we feel about that when we say, if we're not going to church for people, that's the question I want to say. So if we're not going to church for people, should there be a such thing as people or church hurt? If we're going to said church for God, should we even be able to or allow ourselves to get hurt? I think a lot of times um, it's off guard. So it's not that we're allowing, because it is sometimes we do have our guards up and we're like, we're not, we're going to be on guard for this or that. But I think it's times too that it's off guard hurt, you know? And at the end of the day, for me, it, it had to come down to either I'm going to be offended and leave, or I'm going to continue because I know the word goes forward here. And so it came to a point for me that I wasn't, I'm not going to church for others. You know, even though that that's an added bonus to it, but I know that this man and woman of God has the words of life for me at that time, even though, you know, I didn't agree with a lot of stuff. I believe that the word went forward and that's what my fo- my focus was. Amen. Amen. Because you could go real deep with this. Like, I can. I mean, because things was coming when you, when, you know, the key is like, oh, but are we supposed to go to church for the people? And da, da, da. But don't it say, don't forsake the assembling? Uh, yeah, they're with other believers, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you can this, go a whole nother. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You can go like deep right. into a whole nother whole nother. This is good. I'm, I'm loving this subject. Um, I think so it's a decision. It is definitely a decision. A decision. And even to the topic of being church hurt, you know, at the same time, yes, to your point, I, w- I love that you're caught off guard. Things happen and you're like, okay, I did not see this coming. And that's right. <laughs> and it just, things just happen. So absolutely. And so that allows us to transition into life after church hurt. What does life look like after church hurt? And is there, I feel like Erica, you have already been the example that there is life after church hurt, but let's talk about what does life after church hurt look like? And what did it look like for you after you left the church and relocated? Maybe talk about how you, when you went to, if you went, well, you went to a new church when you moved. So what was life after church hurt when you had to start going to a new church? I did. And when I relocated, I realized that I still had some more healing to do. Okay. <laughs> and I want to say it was almost like God showed me a vision as in, so I'm going to use this example. So you have open heart surgery and you are um, stitched up and everything. You go home. And of course, you're not as bad off as you are two or three weeks later, but you're still healing so that's pretty much I'm like oh my god I thought I was over this or over that but it's a process it's not right away it's not overnight it's a process so I wasn't as hurt and damaged as when I left and when everything first went down but I still had to heal I still had to forgive this you know and and it was just a whole nother level of of healing for me but yes I did go to another church and I did you know just I just rebuilt my life you know, just rebuild my life, which is what you have to, you have to do. Rebuild your- and that was the thing, the topic, you know, what we wanted to talk about was what it looks like, um, healing process, and then the fit, forgive and forget, being able to forgive That's and right. forget, right? And move on from it to your point about truly being healed. You have to get to that place where you can say, I've I'm healed because I've forgiven. I forgot. Um, One of the things that my late great bishop said about how do you know if you've forgiven is when it no longer, you don't feel anything, right? So like when that subject comes up or when that issue or when that person or when that church name is brought up, if you still got little like that, (laughs) you might not be all the way healed, right? But when you truly healed, you've forgiven, you forgot, you can you can say it and there's no feelings there. You can talk about the experience 
from a healing place and not a hurt place. And there's a difference when you share and you're trying to talk to somebody from a place of hurt. It sounds different than when you can talk about something in a situation from a place of healing. That's right. And so I'm glad that you were able to, and again, had already proven that there is life after church hurt and there is a healing process. And so in, in bringing awareness, is to bring awareness that there is a healing process. And we've done an episode on grief and, and that healing, and there's no time limit. That's Nobody right. can tell you how long it should take for you to grieve or not. We can't get, but we have to be aware that healing needs to take place. Cause if we're not aware, then we will hold on to things longer, right? It might take us a little longer if we don't even acknowledge that I need to heal from this. If we don't acknowledge that we need to forgive and forget, it could be a longer process. Go ahead, Charlotte. Right. Now, leading from the forgive and forget in the healing process, if you are having a difficult time with healing, go seek help. That's right. Therapy. Therapy, therapy, therapy. We are all about mental health. health. <laughs> self-care awareness um it does not make you a bad person for getting help um and so definitely therapy um do you feel like erica there was ever a time in your experience where you could have benefited from therapy or do you feel like you and god that was good enough for you no i actually went to therapy okay yeah, I actually went to therapy and I loved it, actually. I thought it was it was a safe place for me because it was um, someone who knew nothing about any of the situations. So where, you know, the was separate from the situation. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, it was something I was going to say. I really enjoyed it. And it's important to be able to you know, just kind of hear the other side, someone that's not involved in the situation and um, just kind of have someone who can talk to you one-on-one and be able to hear you and direct you, you know? So I, I thought that was good. Right, because yeah. you need those, those coping strategies, those techniques, those tools to that's pull right. out of that tool bag. So when you, you know, or you start to learn what your triggers are, you start to learn like, okay, this is, and and, and, and we know this because we're all, you know, say where if BC, I was a drinker, then I know I don't need to be having no business going to no bar. Right. You know, so it's the same thing as far as knowing what our triggers, knowing, working the tools that we acquire by going through therapy. And it's even good to um, therapy so that you won't end up in the same situation again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and kind of lead you on how you got here. <laughs> so go ahead. No, go ahead. Because I was going to say, because even when we talk about the church hurt, right, whatever that issue, there was an issue that caused in, in both in your scenario, specifically, Erica, there was an issue. And so to your point, the therapy helped you to not make same mistakes on either right. that and how to get through should this situation happen again, which we don't have any control. We don't know. Again, element of surprise, right? So the therapy too is a tool to help you know how to move forward and know should this situation happen again, what can I do differently, right? What can I expect? What, you know, and, and so that's why I am now such an advocate of therapy. I've never not been, but as I attend therapy myself, it, it's been rewarding for me to your point to have that new, neutral person. It's not negating my relationship with God because God leads me and directs me and have given me the peace to go get a therapist <laughs> to be able to talk That's to. That's right. And it, it, to your point, it's that give, they give you the tools that you need in addition to the tools. We know the spiritual tools, natural yes, and spiritual. So we know what our spiritual tools are, but if there's a spiritual and a natural, then we need some natural tools. And yes, sometimes the spiritual tools 
can double as the natural tool, right? So when, when we, and I'm not preaching, but when we talk about the spiritual tools, praying is a spiritual tool and it's a natural it's thing because it's something tool. I do spiritually, yeah. but it's an action that I do, right? But therapy is just another form of that natural thing that I can do to learn tools to help me in addition to the tools that I, I know and I'm working already. So that's why I don't know, and I know why, but that's why I'm an advocate for therapy and bringing awareness to there's nothing wrong with seeking help. Especially these days, because it's so important for us to take care of our mental health. And I think for so many years, um, the world has made therapy a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it really is. Now you have to be careful who you talk to, of course, and that's in any situation, but therapy is good for you. Okay. Therapy helps you to get out and develop, you know, understand why you are in situations or continue to be in situations of where you come from, all type of stuff came out. So um, I definitely am one for therapy for sure. Yeah. And also even in going through things, you know, you know how to help the next person. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's a blessing out of this. Yes. I know how to minister to the next lady or even a man, you know, or child, whoever, because of what I've been through. So I think that's a great thing. Hey, well, this has been a really, really good conversation. I always love when we have good conversations. Um, and so at this time, Shar, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to say, but we do want to open up this time. Erica, we want to give you an opportunity to talk about your business. Um, we know that you are an entrepreneur. I saw something just recently. So I'm going to give you a chance to just tell us about your businesses. Tell us whatever you want us to know and our listeners to know about what you do. All right. Well, thank you. Well, first and foremost, I did write my first book. It's called In My Destiny. Um, you can find it on my website. I do have an online boutique as well. It's eklazet.com, ecloset.com. And I also have a traveling business. I am a travel agent. I had to think of the correct name. <laughs> but yeah, I have a couple things going on. Um, so thank you for the support, support in advance. Um, and yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Y'all know how we do. We put the information so you can find her, the websites, the information about the book. Um, again, I have the book. I've read the book. It was definitely- I have the book. I've read the book. <laughs> yeah, so we do encourage you to purchase the book and to read it. I'm an advocate of real life experiences. Um, that's been my passion. And even in my own personal journey is to always share my personal journey and my personal experiences in hopes of helping somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so definitely want you guys to check that out um, and go ahead and check her out. Um, she's got some cool clothes too, right? You sell like- boutique. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have okay. a ladies boutique. I'm tapping into the men's a little bit too and children's eventually, but yeah. <laughs> well, Shara, you got anything? Nope, I don't. This was a pleasure. This was a I pleasure. I enjoyed myself. Thank you so much for being open and willing and available to share um, your story with us and just share and be in on this conversation. Because again, the thing we love about being on Unapologetic and Free is that it's just a conversation about opinions and, you know, we just get to have fun. That's the thing I like is that we just get to have fun and we get to share and we get to bring awareness. So thank you so much for joining thank us today. so much. Thank you. You all should know by now, in every episode, we talk about what are you watching? Well, we wanna know what you're watching. Comment on whatever platform you're watching this or listening to this on. Email us at unapologetic, A-N-D-F-R-E-E, -E, 2021 at gmail.com. We need some new ideas on shows and we wanna know what are you watching? Be sure to share your thoughts and opinions about the episode. You can find us on Facebook at at sign up and free. We also have an Instagram page, unapologetic and free YouTube, unapologetic and free talk show. 
we're on TikTok, we're on Snapchat. You can't miss us. Again, if something resonated with you during this episode, please let us know. We want to hear from you. Lakia and I cannot say enough about Anchor.fm. Anchor makes editing our podcasts and distributing our podcasts so simple. Anchor is so user-friendly that you do not have to have any experience creating or editing your podcast. We highly recommend using Anchor FM. Anchor.fm